How's it going, everybody? Luke Buckley here with Joe Marino for the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. We're back. Uh, this might sound a little different this episode because, um, you know, we've we've apparently been abandoned by uh, the people at the normal studio who don't care about us anymore. We so, got kicked out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, some miscreant. I think we told this story last time, but yeah, five thousand dollars equipment was stolen. So now maybe it's they think to... we stole it. Maybe they think that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's well, certainly we didn't. Doesn't... It Joke doesn't sound you. like we stole it. I'm sure. Now listen, it's not <laughs> the end of the world that we're on Zoom, but and I was telling Joe this before we came on. But I'm such a stickler for sound quality. Like I truly believe we had the best sounding show because we had real mics and a real soundboard, and we were like in person. You know, like it it it, it sounded good. And I hate that, you know, we can't have as many production elements and whatnot while we're on Zoom. Uh, that's annoying. But um, here we are. Uh, Joe, actually, let me move my camera down. You can see the shirt I sleep in. Look at this. Look how far down. <laughs> this. It's like ripped. Very worn. It's like, look, it's like a dress almost. Or it's like one of those shirts that like bodybuilders wear that go like way down here. <laughs> I only sleep in it. I don't go out in it. It's just, holes and i wouldn't go out in that if I no <laughs> never holes in it stuff uh so that's how i wake up that's how i that's that's the state of my mornings i i had a very productive morning i vacuumed my car oh, went oh, to the gym uh took my garbage out very productive oh, cool. <laughs> i need to go to the gym i'm leaving for vacation tomorrow um go to the gym after vacation yeah, I want to grind. I think I should. Uh, this is my first vacation since third grade. That makes kind of second out of town. That was 2008. Um, and on that vacation, I was a little Coyotes fan back then. And in Florida, this little mall, they had super cheap hockey jerseys, mm. and I got a Kachina Coyotes uh, black jersey there for like 20 bucks. Oh, well, they weren't wearing the Kachina at that time, so that that's explain right. Explain why it was so cheap. Now that's like a corral. Yeah, I'm sure if you resell that jersey, I mean, it would be a kid-sized jersey, but yeah, it's super tiny. Now. Some value there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did so. you end up watching the Sabers game yesterday? Uh bits and pieces because I was working, and also the draft was on. There were so many things going on. There was the draft, work, and the basketball playoffs, which I've been fascinated with also so i was back and forth but yeah i was basically back and forth too i definitely watched the whole first period and then once the draft started i was yeah flipping back and forth nothing special like this was a like a game pre vegas game basically they also like any other bruins game from this year i could remember like the bruins Bruins. have their number no in the first period the sabers outplayed them but um think they have 37 shots right yeah i think so that's i mean they played okay it's just mm-hmm. they didn't get the result obviously you lose five nothing that's never like a good Louis- thing but it would have been nice if they finished on a six game win streak they mm-hmm. obviously won four in a row beating i think what was it they beat the flyers twice the devils and then maybe another team but yeah, I, I was really hoping they could finish on a six-game win streak, but it is Boston. They have your number this year. It, it would have been one of those cool things to like look back on in the offseason, like, well, hey, they ended on a six-game winning streak. 
Yeah, they finish hot, and they yeah. also finish on a six-game win streak. I mean, we face Chicago tonight, so there's a chance we could win five for the last six, which yeah, that's pretty good. It'll look good. Um, but no, there's the, the phone going off in the background. But uh, no, I think that's just that would just be aesthetically pleasing. I think we yeah. know that the team played pretty good yesterday, and the power play needs to improve. Um, but what are you? I do? heard I heard a stat on the on the broadcast yesterday that. I don't know. I remember what day it was, but they have like the number one power play in like the last like month or two, something like that. I remember Rob Ray saying that. So that's encouraging. Their penalty kill pretty, pretty okay. I think special teams hasn't been a huge issue for them this year, and it's only going to get better because you're going to have Jack Quinn coming up, Paterka. You're not going to need Kyle Oposo on the power play anymore. No, nothing against Kyle Oposo. He had a great year, but more offensively minded players on the power play. Hopefully they got a good penalty killer in there too in the off season. That wouldn't be a bad thing either. Sorry, I meant I I misspoke. Uh, uh the power play yesterday was yeah. uh not great. I know that Olsen has led the resurgence of the power play as a whole, but yesterday I mean you're getting power plays left and right. What they have like three or four in the first Period yeah, something, like, come on. something crazy like that. Uh, and they had chances. It's just Linus Allmark. We saw this at the very start of the season, too. He plays wonderfully against us. Did oh, yeah, they shut us out in that first game, too. Wasn't it? I feel like they definitely shut us out two times. It was like the counting yesterday, something don't remember for sure, but Allmark has definitely had their number right since leaving. It makes you think, like. Obviously, the contract that the Bruins gave Allmark is a big fat no for me. But had they signed Allmark to a, like a three, four year deal at a similar number, not giving him a no movement clause like the Bruins did for whatever reason, huh. I think a lot of people would be, be feeling a lot better about the, not only the current situation, but the situation going forward. Because they don't have any goalies for next year. They have the, they're going to sign Uko Pekalukinen. He's going to be an RFA, but they don't have that stopgap guy yet. And there's not a whole lot out there. Like there's Darcy Kemper's out there. Would, would he come here? Probably not. But Mark Andre Fleury's out there. Would he come here? Probably not. Braden Holpe's out there. Would he want to come here? He's already got. He, did he win a cup in, with Washington? Was he there one? Braden Holpe? Yeah. When they yes. Won? Remember yeah, he okay. made so big he, state, this big save in game two. So he's he's got a cup, so maybe he's not going to go like cup chasing towards the end of his career. That's so maybe what I'm thinking about here. Kemper. Yeah. If he gets the cup, maybe he just wants money. You give him his bag, and then I think he'll come here. And the Sabres can absolutely pay him. Like, I think yeah. as of right now, they have like $40 million in cap space, and they got to spend twenty. As far as the forward core goes, Olafson is your only RFA. Do they bring Hinnestroza back? That's not really going to break the bank, but there's not a whole lot of guys to pay here. Like all their RFAs are like, I think it's like Brandon Byro, Brett Murray, Victor Olofsson, Jacob Bryson, Uko Pekalukunen. That's that's like that's it. So yeah, so they're going to have to find a way to spend money. And like, if you're concerned about them reaching the cap floor, like that's the least of their worries. They Tim found Mur- a way Tim to Tim Murray do it. always says, always said, someone's always going to want your money. Someone's always <laughs> going to take your money. 
they they found a way to do it this season and things worked out much better than expected. Uh, now, back to the Allmark point, I might be the minority here, but I feel like if we still had him, I would still want an upgrade. So I, I feel like no matter what, if he was here or if he wasn't here or not, I still feel the same about it. I right. Like if Allmark was still here, I mean, look, he can't even win the starting job with Boston. True. Swayman is still, um, you know, there's a, it's a one, a, the guy can't escape a one, a one B situation, you know? Yeah. So like, I think we would have been in the same spot regardless where we need another goalie. Uh, I don't know if I was ever the biggest Allmark fan. I don't know if it ever came through on the show. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he's a nice guy, but like, um, I don't know. I feel like you can aspire to more than Linus. Yeah. Lamar. You can't blame him for wanting to leave here for, to be a yeah. Boston Bruin, can... when they're going to give you 5 million, a long-term yeah. deal and no movement clause. Like, come on. You can find another Venus Allmark in free agency. I hope. Maybe Billy Huso is that guy. I think Billy, as far Perhaps. as goaltenders next year, Billy Huso is the guy. Like, you have a two or three year deal. He's never been like a full time starter before. If you look at the teams who are in need of a goaltender, Buffalo's right at the top of the list. Hey, it, it, there's going to be some team, like, they're going to want to compete next year. Is he going to want to go? Is Huso going to want to go to a rebuilder? I'm sure staying in St. Louis is priority number one, but Jordan Bennington seems like he's playing a lot better as of late and is kind of taking the starting job again. Although he signed to a long-term deal recently. So are they going to want to tie 10, $11 million in their net? Probably not. So I would bet that Huso ends up leaving. Listen, I hate to be cliche, but I also am excited and think this is an interesting parallel. Kind of feels like the Hashik trade. <laughs> right, Hashik, <laughs> you're behind Eddie Belfour, who's a veteran, not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, and he's trade for Philly Huso. He's, he's going to be a UFA. <laughs> he's a UFA. Yeah, he's a UFA. Okay, he's well, 20, he's like a young UFA, 20, well, 26. Tw- yeah, he's, I think he's 26, maybe turning 27. Folks, I'm not comparing Philly Huso to Dominic Hashik, but you know what I mean, right? It's, it's. I mean, this is a situation. You see, it's just this is the Sabres example. It happens everywhere in sports where the young guy can't supplant the, uh, what is it? The incumbent. I remember when people were saying that Anders Nilsson could be. Oh, good Lord. Back in the day when they traded like a fifth round pick for him. Is he, he's hurt, right? He's not. Yeah, I I think he retired. He got traded to like Tampa for LTIR money. Uh, And then he retired. Poor guy. He, I, I liked him. He was a good goalie, but he was good. Yeah, he started off bad, I think, with Edmonton or and with St. Louis early in his career, but he turned it around. He turned it into a serviceable goalie. People love to throw out the comparisons like that. Like, uh, it's always, oh, we need to find our Danny Briere and Chris Drury when it comes to, like, making That's a like, trade to, yeah. like, team building. Like, it's like, you can't think their, of it that They way, found you know? their Alex Tuck. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to compare Alex Tuck to Chris Drury. Oh, cool. Like. Would I love to make a splash of a trade at the deadline and find a Danny Breer? That'd be awesome. But I'm not even old enough to think of a a player comparison out there in today's league that would be like a Danny Breer. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like or Chris Drury. Like it it you know, it, it just it doesn't work like that. If you want to talk about like leadership, I guess Alex Tuck could be your Chris Drury. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly, Chris Drury. Uh yeah, the Drury trait. Connor Connor Garland might be like a Briere example. Briere. Maybe former coyote. Former coyote, little guy. Yep. All right. Just a little I, guy. I can get down with it. I wouldn't mind Connor Garland in the offseason. Travis Connecty. Big fan of Travis Connecty. Mm, Travis Connecty, yep. Big fan I of I love Travis Connecty. I would trade for him in a heartbeat. I think I hate the, playing those, against him, but yeah, he's a guy that you hate playing against. He's a pest. He can score. Mm-hmm. Plays with heart. And I would love Travis Connecty on my team any day of the week. Watching those two Flyers games, I just I was thinking like and my stance on fighting has completely changed since like earlier in the show. I'm all for fighting now. Okay. I realized like, let them beat the snot at each other. I don't care. You know, like, listen, I wouldn't want my boy getting attacked. I jump in and help him. But watching that, that, that those two games, I just kept thinking like, man, how can you play with so much hate in your heart? Like Travis connected <laughs> does. It's a game. Like what? You know, like what's what's the end what's the end game for you for tra- for Travis Connecty? Like you the start past. these fights, you start these fights. What do you want to do? <laughs> it's a <laughs> hockey game. What are you trying it to do? Sounds like he might be available too. Like if they almost traded him last year, like it sounds like they thought about it. Flyers are rebuilding. Yeah, it makes sense. How does Casey Middlestat and some pieces sound? I don't know. Maybe they want yeah. their second round pick back. I do it. Like, how many first rounders do we have? Uh, we've got three. three this year, one next year, and then we have uh, one second this year, three seconds next year. You have assets. Yeah, you can make it work. I I'm sure the Flyers like a second. Casey Middlestat and the Flyers second for Travis Connecting. Yeah. Bring me the money. I'll take it. Show me it. The Flyers do it. Who knows? But uh, yeah. We're, we were talking about goaltending. Mm-hmm. We lost track a little bit. But yeah, I think this all started with Linus Allmark here. We really went off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Allmark, he, he's good enough. Like, I think he would have been good enough. He would have been a tandem guy for to play with Lukanen and then eventually mm-hmm. Levi. Uh, they got to find that guy. I think we're both in agreement. Go after Billy Huso in the offseason. They, they got to do something. And it sounds like Craig Anderson will be back if he wants to, which is a little scary because he has definitely had his moments this year. But mm-hmm. do you want to trust the 40-year-old goaltender to play with Uko Pekalukinen, who still has a giant question mark looming over his head? So I don't know. It's tough. I, I would definitely prefer to... Because they do have to get to the cap floor. Where are you going to give Anderson a $6 million extension? Like, you got to tie some money into the team. Unless they want to make a couple Johnny Boychuk trades. I mean, unless they try and go for a big fish or something in uh, free agency. Try and throw some money around that way. Because that, that, I mean, that's that's an easy way to get a guy to come to a team like Buffalo. John Klingberg, Chris yeah. Tang. Mm-hmm. They're after. They're going to be after a defenseman. I don't know. Latang would be really nice. Latang would be interesting, but would he leave Pittsburgh? I don't know. I think John Kling. You've been a big John Klingberg fan for mm-hmm. a while. I think he 
might be an option mm-hmm. if he leaves yeah. Dallas, which it seems like that's the way it's trending because his name was out there at the trade deadline. But then once I forgot who got hurt, but somebody got hurt on Dallas's blue line. And then they decided to just hold on to him. Yeah, I forget. Who was that? Uh, might have been Heiskin, and I don't know. Maybe. But he's back now. Uh, yeah, I mean, and for Dallas also, I think they can afford to lose him. And yeah. uh, they need more scoring anyway. So, Oh, my God. Watching that Dallas and Vegas game. Oof. When Rupe Hintz and Jason Robertson weren't on the ice, that was an unwatchable team. Just horrible hockey. Also, man, oh, man, Rupe Hintz and Jason Robertson are so good. They're just wonderful to watch. Like the speed, skill, power that comes between those guys, wonderful. That's their team now. Uh, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are washed up on the shore. Right. I saw your tweet about that. Uh, Jamie Benn looking washed up and... Yeah, I think all he's good for now is uh, being a jerk on the yeah. ice. Tyler Sagan's not as washed up, but oh man, Jamie Bell. He can still skate. Yeah. Jeez, he's making like nine and a half million for another four or five years. Don't they always say the first thing to go is the is the legs? Yeah. Isn't that the saying? Yeah. He's going to be like a fourth line grinder mm-hmm. for like how Ralph Kruger wanted Jeff Skinner to be on yeah. the same contract. Shh. <laughs> Yeah, well, while we're on the topic of Dallas and Vegas, uh, Mm -hmm. Vegas out of the playoffs. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Would I, uh, and this this could be um, a bit of a stretch, but I mean, could this be the impetus for a massive collapse like we saw San Jose? Even Chicago collapsed out of nowhere after their uh, cup years. I don't know. It's very rare in the first place that teams make the playoffs so many years in a row and keep doing it, keep doing it, unless right. the Capitals or um, or the Bruins or or the Penguins. But like, I don't know. I is it possible? I think it is. I mean, you you look deeper. Uh, I probably can hear some controversial Jack Eichel opinions on this show too. But I mean, like Max Pacioretty, he's up there. He he's wasn't up there in age. Well, he's, he's up there too. And plus he wasn't exactly thought of as a massive game changer when he was with Montreal. Right. He? Like he, he wasn't like a top guy in the league necessarily. Uh, yeah. He was player. just like a really, really good player. Yeah. Aside from it being Vegas, like what compared to a Colorado, their, their first line or, um, you think of uh, like teams in the East, like like the Floridas, and uh, really any team in the East. Like you stack up a line of Eichel, Stone, and Pacioretty. Is that that impressive? I'd say that's a really impressive line. It, it, here's yeah. the thing: that, like Stone and Eichel are great players. Pacioretty's really good. He's really good. But like. I would certainly say it's better than the Sabres top line. Oh yeah. I'd love to have <laughs> three players like that, but, but there's something to be said, I think for 
your 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 top three players coming from losing cultures. Yeah, Stone never really won. I think he had a few. They, they went. Class, they went to the conference final. They went to the conference final, right? But but besides that, he was he the guy at that point. I feel like he was becoming the guy. He was becoming it, but yeah. I I don't think like he was. I don't know that that was one of those teams where it was kind of like a grit uh, and grind type of thing. Stone didn't really become like a like a superstar until uh, he came to Vegas. Like he was well thought of in the analytics community when he was at Ottawa. And then he goes to Vegas and he's well thought of and a star player. But if, if you're, if you're Kelly McCrimmon and Bill Foley, what are you doing with your coach? Is DeBoer back next year? I think you got to can him. Or do you just chalk it up to injuries? That's probably what they will end up doing. Uh, and if they start slow next year, then you can them. Perhaps. I mean, how many coaches do you want to go through, though? That's what I think also. They should have never fired Gerard Gallant. I can't exactly. believe. Like they, weren't they in a playoff spot at the time that they fired him, too? I think so. Cause it, it I think still it was makes after a Sabres angry. game. I think the Sabres beat them and then yeah. they fired him. That's right. I, 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 it still makes me angry to this day thinking about that move. Poor Gerard Gallant. The guy, he, Florida makes him pay for his own cab and then mm-hmm. he gets canned like that in Vegas. And look what he's doing yeah. in New York. They're Everywhere he goes, year. he makes a winner. Yeah. I know a lot of people wanted him here. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with Donnie Meatballs, but. Oh, of course. Geez, I think he would have been a solid option in his own right. There's so many question marks about this team going forward too. They don't have a first round pick, and you were you were talking about like how the team was built, like adding star players from losing like every shiny object that comes out, they go after. Yeah, and it's like playing franchise mode. Yeah, on NHL. Yeah, because um, I think well before anyone. I don't want to like pat us on the back here, but like we were talking about Vegas before for Eichel before anyone else was. And because that's just their MO at Max, mm-hmm. Max Pacioretty's available. Oh, let's go get him. Uh, Thomas Tatar. Oh, yeah. He's available. Let's give up a first, a second and a third for him. Alec Martinez. Alec Martinez. Petrangelo. Bring him in. Alex Petrangelo will back up the Brinks truck for him. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what they do. Are they going to try that again this offseason? Who knows? But your prospect pool is a barren wasteland. They, had, I do like Brandon Brisson a lot, but you got Zach Dean. Yeah, those are your only two first round picks that are in your organization right now. That's tough. That's really tough. They do have to modify their approach a little bit, I think. Did they go too hard to be all in? That might be an issue. I think they might have, they 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 got They're in rid cap of their depth. They got rid of their depth. And in a, a time like this and you know the end of the season like this uh you need those guys. Uh and yeah, the injuries I mean they use that excuse all year. 
I mean, like you can't cover up for the fact that you were in second place in the division when you traded for Eichel and you went through a, a monumental collapse. Yeah, basically if you, the the graph that Ben Matthewson posted about Vegas's playoff odds, it but Eichel mm-hmm. plays nosedive. Mm-hmm. And is that a coincidence? Probably. I don't think Eichel playing like I, the games that I've watched where Jack Eichel was playing, he, he's fine. Like it's not like he forgot how to play hockey or anything, but maybe, maybe there's something to do with it. Who knows? But I'd say injuries definitely have something to do with it. Uh, am I glad they missed? Absolutely. I wish that we had their first round pick next year too. So we can do this hate watching all over again, but we had their second round pick. So maybe we can hope for a nice high second out of this. And don't forget, we have the Philly one, too, if they hold on to it. We can have two two high-ish second-round picks next year. Vegas collapses. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, Also, Robin Leonard, what do they do with him? Do they trade him? From what I've seen, uh, I don't think Vegas fans are too thrilled with him. Yeah, with DeBoer's post-game pre-game comments i don't remember which one it was but he was like i'm going to talk about the players who are here and ready Mm -hmm. sounded like some salt on the wound so yeah i saw i saw one uh comment i don't know if this is from a vegas fan or not but uh it, it stuck with me since i saw it a few days ago um but like someone said Robin Leonard, like if he's if you look at him the wrong way, or if you breathe at him the wrong way, like he not snaps set off. He set off and he just loses his focus. And I I understand mental illness stuff, right? I go through it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners go through it too. Uh but also I and a lot of our listeners know like there's ways to control it. And of course, it's different if you're a professional athlete, I'm sure. But also at the same time, I mean, I don't know. It does kind of, that is kind of the perception that, you know, that is kind of the vibe that is let off is that he's easy to be gotten to. I was going to throw a hypothetical question to you. Mm-hmm. If Vegas calls Buffalo and is like, we'll give you Robin Leonard for a fourth round pick. Take the money. Would you do it? I think so. You see, like, that's the kind of guy that you need. He's signed for, what, two or three more years? Like, the Allmar, like, the guy. Like, you can be mm-hmm. the the stopgap goalie to bring you to Levi, Portillo, Lukanen, whoever it may be, who is going to be right. the goalie of the future. But, you know, the way it ended here, the end great. Obviously not. There is for- a different... Uh- regime in charge yeah now there is a different regime I, i'm sure he liked the city but for how it ended here i'm sure there's trauma there and trauma associated with the city of buffalo so maybe he wouldn't want to come back but also what you said about you look at him the wrong way and he's set off and this this, and that do you want that guy in your locker room probably right. not so i don't think i would if vegas is like we'll give Give us a third or a fourth for Leonard. Take him off your hands, and then you got your goalie. But 
goalie for cheap who's good, but does it go with your locker room that you're you spent so hard mm-hmm. all year trying to build? They finally have it right. Is that the kind of guy you want to put in the room? Probably not. But how about this? Alec Martinez. There's a spot mm-hmm. open on the left side. Mm-hmm. There is indeed a spot open on the left side now. He's making like five million for like another year or two. Because they moved Samuelson and Darlene together. What about Alec Martinez? By low. Yeah, so, like a, that. a good veteran. Like, listen, they're gonna be looking for ways to clear cap anyway. Yeah. And I think uh yeah, perhaps because they got him before Petrangelo became available, right? Right. So whatever, move on. Uh that's one area where they could do it. And the Leonard thing is a good point too, because you you have a, a young kid who seems like he might be Thompson. ready to uh, be really good right now who is not making a lot of money. So yeah. that's another uh, option to, to move out. So Jeez, they shouldn't have moved on from Marc-Andre Fleury. Weren't there rumblings at the deadline that they wanted him back? Uh, I think McCrimmon debunked it. Ah, okay. So, uh, you know what? I don't trust those. <laughs> GM. There's no way they would have been able to afford him, though. Seven yeah. and a half million. Mm-hmm. One last thing on Vegas. We, this has become a Vegas show all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet yesterday, but do you remember when Taylor Hall was getting traded and there was smoke that Vegas had a better offer on the table for Hall and he didn't want to go there? What if... Hall goes to Vegas, he would have accepted a trade to Vegas and signs. How different is history? Do they still trade for Jack Eichel? Mm. What first of all, what's coming to Buffalo in the hypothetical Taylor Hall trade? Is it their 2021 first round pick? Right. And then maybe another piece? And then or do they get the 2022 first round pick in the Hall trade? And then there's other pieces coming in the Jack Eichel trade. Or maybe they're paying him, and they're like, oh, we can't afford to get Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting to think about. So maybe it is for the best that Taylor Hall was set on being a Boston Bruin. Silver linings, folks. Silver linings. Silver linings. But yeah, 16th overall, unless they win the lottery, which very slim. I believe they have like a 1% chance to move into the top two. As long as they don't win the lottery, Buffalo gets their pick. So it's looking like it'll be 16th overall. Mm-hmm. And I didn't check the other results last night, but I believe that Buffalo, more likely than not, will be having the ninth overall pick, which, funny as it sounds, will be the highest, the yeah. lowest, the lowest uh, of Buffalo's own first-round pick will be since 2012. Mikhail Grigorenko. I'm just well, uh, so what pick was that? Is that 12th? 12th? Yeah, it was 12th. They picked Gergensen. They moved up for Gergensen's 14. Grigorenko was 12th. Okay, so... Well, okay, well, depending on the results tonight, the lowest we can go is 7th, it looks like. Ottawa has 71 points. Detroit has 72 Buffalo has 73. Anaheim, a spot above us, is 76. So at this stage of the game, they can't catch Anaheim, so they're going to pick either 7th, 8th, or ninth before the lottery. Uh, I would 
hazard a guess that they're going to beat Chicago tonight. So probably looking at ninth, which is cool. I think mm-hmm. I did a quick mock draft yesterday. I tweeted out Joe TCB on HL if you want to look at it. Um, I don't love nine. Eight is good. I don't love nine. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of a drop off there. Um, that might be prime trade up uh, territory, though. I don't know if I'd trade up, though. That's the thing. You don't see top 10 picks get moved very often, especially in like a trade up. Like right. you saw Vancouver trade there. I think it was ninth overall last year to the Coyotes in the Ekman Larson. And uh, I said his name earlier. Completely forgot. Connor Garland. Yeah. Connor Garland. Yeah. Ekman Larson and Connor Garland trade for the cap dumps in the pick. Mm-hmm. So like you, you'll see something like that. I don't know. It also depends on the price. It's so close, like in that range, that is it really worth giving up a premium asset to move up? Mm-hmm. There's all I, I wouldn't trade down from nine, but I wouldn't trade up either. I would just stick where we are. Like you're, you have like Rutger McGrady, who I had. That's a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. He's also the captain of Team USA at the U18s right now. I have oh, a pretty go. good tournament. You got like McGrady, Cutter Gauthier, Joachim Kamel, who he's on fire again at the U18s. Those are all great names. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brad Lambert will probably be available there. He was like a preseason really? second. Oh, yeah. Wow, he so he like fell? A, oh, yeah. He bounced around. He's on his second team in the hmm. Finnish Liga. Production in the men's league is not very strong, but the skill is there. And I think if there's any prospect who really... Uh, lost out on the world juniors getting canceled. It was Brad Lambert because mm-hmm. playing against his own age group, he was doing really well for Finland and then got canceled. Like this was a way for him to boost his draft stock, but mm-hmm. the production is just not there against men. But you remember a year ago, Atu Ratu. That's right. Same concerns. One of the, yeah. But slides to the second round, the Islanders pick him up and now in a redraft, he's probably going in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Because the production's there, so I'd be weary of taking Lambert. I think there are some concerns, but the upside's there. But if he like if he's there with the Vegas pick, I'm all over that all day, every day. But mm-hmm. yeah, though there's some good options there. But I definitely I like Frank Nazar a lot. Like if in that range, I hope he slides. I don't think he gets past Detroit though. That's the thing. It seems like a very Detroit-esque pick, mm-hmm. but I like I like the American kids a lot. Like I like Gauthier, I like Nazar, I like McGrady, I like Chesley, defenseman. I like Seamus Casey a lot too. Like I would pick all. I did this in my mock draft. I I picked three Americans from that mm-hmm. NTDP team. Mm-hmm. Big fan, but yeah, I think Buffalo. They're gonna have. Lots of good options with these three first round picks. Would you trade one of the first round picks? I, I've been I, wanting I would. to bring this up for a while, but like if the right trade came along, would you move one or two of them? I would move one. I would still like to keep, you know, I, I'm all in favor of getting more, uh, more guys in here. Uh, but if you use one to get a good um, second or first line player, then go for it. 
Yeah, I, I'm all in I'm favor forward too. I like, especially mm-hmm. the Florida. How often do teams use all three first round picks? Oh, geez, I'm trying to think of. Well, the Bruins had three first round picks in 2015. DeBrusque, Zaboro, right. and Sinishin. Back to back to back, right? Yeah, back to back to back. I'm trying to think here. Who has had three? Did the Coyotes last year? No, I think they just had one because they remember the tampering oh, they got one taken scandal away. that their mm-hmm. pick got taken away. The That's Coyotes right. have three first this year as well. I'd be surprised if they moved one of them. They might even get another if they decided to trade Jacob Chikorin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Rangers had three first-round picks recently. Uh, oh, Keandre yeah, Miller, Nils Lundqvist, and somebody else. Kako. Oh. Yeah, Kako. So yeah, they had three a... first that year. I think they're going to hold on to all three, unless like something miraculous becomes available. I don't think they're going to be very active on the trade market. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Maybe they bring in a defenseman, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're pretty comfortable with Owen Power playing with Henry Yokiharu, which been pretty good. I'm not really high on Henry Yokiharu, but like, mm-hmm. like you know, if I was to like, if they do the Alec Martinez idea that we threw out a little earlier, like your first pair, you've got. Uh, Darlene and Samuelson, left or right, whatever. Mm. They play well together. I don't care what handedness or side they're playing. Um, and then power, and then they sign a right shot D, and then your third pair, say they trade Jacob Bryson for Alec Martinez, something like that. You got Martinez and Yoki Haru playing together. I think that would be a pretty solid pair too. So that'd be cool. I'd take it. A lot of uh, cool moves that the team can make. I don't know. There's plenty of possibilities when you have assets like uh, assets and cap space. Does. Mm-hmm. And it, we went from saying, what else do they have to trade to, well, I mean, now it's more of a, you can probably make a hockey deal in a way, you know, uh, trade one of those picks. Uh, They've got expendable prospects too, like yeah. some of these Russian guys that they drafted. Mm-hmm. That's another wrinkle in all of this. Mm-hmm. How are the Russians going to fall? in the draft because D- Daniela Yurov, who was a preseason top five pick, where is he going to go? I wouldn't be, I think in my mock draft, I had him going to Tampa Bay at the end of the first round, because if you're Tampa Bay, you can wait. If you can get top eight talent with your first round pick, you absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get a high end Russian that slides them in the second or third round. I don't think their philosophy is going to change. Off of last year, I would have. I mean, the war and everything going on, but I don't think that I hope that it wouldn't scare them from picking more Russian players, especially after they just changed their whole MO here, you know? They're right. Yeah. They, that would be fate intervening and saying, no, you can't have Russian players. But I don't know. I think uh, the only thing maybe we'd really have to worry about is if Russia comes out and says we're banning hockey players from coming over there. Right. But I don't know if that would, well, the CHL, I don't know if you saw the CHL just banned Russian players for the import draft. I did see that, but current, mm-hmm. like current Russian and Belarusian players playing the CHL could still stay. So that's interesting to say the least. I, 
don't know how I necessarily feel about that because you're letting Russia win. You think they want their players to leave the these KHL, MHL, VHL organizations to play in Canada? Definitely not. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in full draft mode right now. I'm I'm hyped. I'm I, uh, really excited. The draft lottery is in a couple weeks. That's right. Uh, May is it May fifteenth? Yeah, something like that. I think that's the date. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go. I mean, it's all about. Uh, I don't know. I I I'm already wishing that the season started tomorrow. I uh, I can't wait to have new guys to talk about. Uh in the pipeline, see who's up here next year. Um, yeah. I don't want it to end. Like ever since that Vegas game, like the start of the season was pretty nice. Like they had a pretty decent start and then Anderson got hurt and then the tail spinned out of control. But then that Vegas game, like it was a completely new team. Yeah. Like the identity of the team changed. And then the RJ night game, the fans were, reinvigorated again i guess you could say like people care about the team you got a glimpse of uh you know how it could feel i don't know i i i i actually have forgotten what this city is like in a way during playoff time and that kind of uh made it feel like you know we can have this again it it feels good like i'll wear my goat head Sabres hoodie in public or at work and then someone walked by and like, yeah go Sabres yeah like I was it's, it's I like, was a, like mm-hmm. shocked like oh it's a like a stranger telling now. me go Sabres like that hasn't happened in my life yeah <laughs> you know yeah so like that's cool like it's it's coming like you can you can tell that it's building like the culture like has not been like this in over a decade it's like they have talents. They're fun to watch. They have yeah. like Tage Thompson has come out of nowhere. He if he's scoring, is he at thirty eight goals? Maybe that he sounds scored, right. Maybe he scores a couple tonight against Chicago, and then get an empty netter, right? Yeah, I'll be at the game. He I'm scored really against hoping. Chicago already. Yeah, I'm season, really hoping he? that he gets the forty. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah, because Skinner is their last forty goal scorer. Then before that, Thomas Vanek. Mm-hmm. So it's. 40 goals does not come often for Buffalo Sabre players. It used to. Yeah. <laughs> Way back when. It used to. But yeah, so hopefully, no, hopefully there's it gets this... there, but like there's a sense of hope, like real hope. And you remember going into the season when we were right. talking about expectations for this year? What were we expecting? To talk about Shane Wright the entire year. And will this Jack Eichel trade ever happen? I thought the team would be unwatchable. Yeah, and they were, for the I most really part, very I, watchable. I mean, I, I seriously thought they were just signing guys just so they could have a team on the ice. Like Vinny Hinnestroza, he's a guy who you'd think would be like close to being out of the league before the season started. And now, because... He saved his career. Yeah, he had a chance to shine, scored, what, 13 goals yet now? Yeah, he, he missed some time with injury, but still, like, pretty good. I, I think we will bring him back. Yeah, if I hope so. They're 12, 13, 14th forward. That's fine. I don't want Vinny Hinestroza in their top six. I don't want to see John Hayden playing every night if they bring him back. Yeah, like, listen, I don't want to relive the uh, 
Dominic Cahoon discourse on Twitter if we let him walk. Oh, well, Cahoon was at least an RFA. He was an RFA, yeah, but <laughs> that was just Hinostrosa's a time. UFA. You can, I can find five Vinny Hinostrosas on Chippewa tomorrow if I <laughs> wanted to. What is it, uh, you know, what does it say about these past 11 or 10, 11 years where uh, Sabres Twitter got into an uproar over Dominic Cahoon leaving? And now look. I mean, we don't know a, what good players are. I know. <laughs> he's not even in the league anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, like, uh, what does that say about the previous regimes where Vinny Hinostroza, of all people, is like one of their best value signings in the last yeah. 11 years? They didn't get those good signings. And, yeah. you know, people see, oh, good UFA. The curse Lazar, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Yeah. God forbid Just a guy, guy comes in. People are like, oh, wow, you trade this guy. No, like, who cares? He's, he's just a guy. Yeah. Like, they can find him. should be able to replace him easily. These guys grow on trees. They Like, even if they don't, like, I like Hinostroza. He's a good mm-hmm. locker room guy. He's got skill. He can play up and down the lineup. I would bring him back. But if he wants to go play somewhere else, I'm not, I don't care. Like, they can find someone else. They don't need him. Like, they have guys that fill out this roster that are here now. Like, I hypothetically, they don't need to add a forward. They need to get rid of some. Maybe a lot of people just don't want to rock the boat too much. They want to yeah. go with what's working at the moment. You know, like, just keep it intact. Add add on to what has gotten you to, uh, the, I'm doing finger quotes here, the dance, if you will. Whatever dance the Sabres are at right now, I think most people are, maybe it's a bit of fear, trepidation to move on from these guys who have uh, actually worked out for you when there wasn't much expectations. Well, that's how the Sabres feel too. They didn't trade anyone at the deadline. Yeah. And I don't, is Colin Miller injured? Like, did he re-aggravate something? Because he, I swear he's played like one or two games since the trade deadline. Like they must have not gotten a single he's offer healthy for in him. pictures. Right. Maybe they just didn't want. Uh, Same with Pesic. Like, did they get offers for these guys? Like, they're, they're not playing. Like, they've kept very much the same defense core since Power debuted, which also Owen oh, Power looks fantastic. Like, he looks great. Oh, man. I'm so glad that he came and looks awesome right away. Also, Fitzgerald got sent to the Amherst today. Fitzgerald and uh, Aaron Dell sent to the. Rochester Amherst and well, hey, they brought go... up Michael Hauser. Oh, okay. Well, from hey, Cincinnati. Go bolster the Amherst lineup in their time of need. Fight yeah, they need they need lives. to win. They need to win their next game. I'm not sure if it's tonight or tomorrow, mm-hmm. but they need to win and they need the Marlies to lose. I believe in regulation. Then they make mm-hmm. it. I don't know if like this is their last game too, but they get Fitzgerald to bolster their defense a little bit, and then if they do make it. Uh, Krebs is eligible. Samuelson is eligible too. So both of them can go down, and then maybe we can see Krebs, Quinn, and Paterka if they make the playoffs again. Which that was really fun to watch mm-hmm. when Krebs was in Rochester. So hopefully, I'm I really hope they make it, but it's going to be really disappointing if they don't, and we didn't get to see Jack Quinn or JJ Paterka or Ukopakalukina for any extended amount of time this season. Mm-hmm. Next year, though. Next year. Next though. year. 
I don't think the Emmerich's going to be too good, but uh. Oh yeah, uh, it was revealed that Philip prospect Philip Cedarquist mm-hmm. is not coming over North America. He just signed a one year deal because your garden just got relegated. Oh. Yeah, oh. so he is going to Lexans, which is also Isaac Rosen's team. So two Sabres prospects to keep an eye out on Lexans. Uh, no college players decided to come out. Still no word from Ryan Johnson. I don't know what's going on there. I would assume he's going back to Minnesota for his senior season. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not worried. Uh, if Off the top of my head, I believe the last non-hardcore bust NCAA first-round pick that did not sign with the team that drafted him was Blake Wheeler like 15 years ago. So, Mm. And, you know, if Johnson decides, okay, I'm going to go play for the Anaheim Ducks, I'm going to go sign with them, the Sabres got a compensatory second-round pick. So it's not like they get nothing out of it. It'll be a late second-round pick because he was the 31st pick in the first round. So the Sabres would get a compensatory second rounder, which would be 31st in the second round. So silver lining, they get something. Um, I'm sure I would rather have Ryan Johnson than the 31st pick in the second round in 2025. I don't know about you, but no, I'm with you there. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully they can get him to come over at the end of next season. They have to like, Mm -hmm. I'm, same thing when we were talking about Portillo a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm sure he doesn't have some diabolical plan. Like, oh, Buffalo, screw those guys. I'm going to go elsewhere. Like, mm-hmm. most of the time, people sign. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. With, like, college players. Like, college players get the bad rap. Like, the Swedish player, Swedish and Finnish players, they get four years and go to free agency, too. How come no one's talking about that? That's a good point. Or... <laughs> CHL players get two years. Yeah. Like Josh Bloom, he could have been like, you know what? Screw these guys. I want to go in the first round. I'm going to go re enter the draft. You know, that doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't know why it's the well, college. I don't players, know. Maybe there's but... um, a perception that uh, teams themselves move on from junior players more so than uh, like college players make the decision themselves. Maybe right. something like that. Like a Brandon Hagel situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, can't I don't believe, know. There has to be something I can't believe there. they didn't sign him, by the way. Uh, it's not like it's he was water under the bridge. It's not like he was bad. Like he he was good. Like who was the GM at the time? Oh, you Jason Botterill. Come oh, on. Yeah. I should have known. The the guy. <laughs> it's, he wanted the contract flexibility, you know. Mr. Big Cheeks himself. So so he could sign Dalton Smith to play 13 seconds on New Year's Eve. That has to be one of the most embarrassing transactions in the in the drought during the drought. Signing Dalton Smith. Signing play, Dalton Smith. Yeah. To play him against Tampa, the game where they choked, and I think if they would have won that game, they would have made the play-in round. <sighs> why? Why was that? that did did uh, that cost? You know, if they make the play-in round, Jason Botter is probably still here. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, I think... actually I don't know because I don't I feel like they were gonna hold on to him but he didn't want to fire everyone I feel like that's like a rumor mm-hmm. when COVID happened he didn't want to fire everybody yeah uh, uh the easiest way to keep your job as anybody affiliated with Sabers right now is to make the playoffs I think 
You, yeah. if, you get the, if you get the team to playoffs, you're safe for about five years after. Who would have thought that? Like, I, I think the perception of Kevin Adams is pretty positive. Like, same oh, with yes. Granado. I think the vast majority of people think that Adams and Granado have done, for the most part, a really good job. Yeah. Like, even when Adams first got here, like, he tried. He signed Taylor Hall. He, right. He traded for Eric Stahl, like, brought Cody Eakin in. <laughs> That's worth anything. He made the most out of a really bad situation. Yeah. Like, it was probably he, this franchise's lowest point. Apparently, and, uh, he wanted to blow it up, but Kruger convinced him otherwise. But. That's neither here or there. We're here where we are now, and it's looking promising. And who would have thought that the corporate yes man of the Pagulas and the assistant coach who was under Ralph Kruger would be the two men who are going to right the ship in the right direction? Can you believe it? I, don't, I can't believe it, but you know, they I'm glad made that lemonade out of what they were given. They made lemonade out of rotten lemons. Yeah. And it tastes very sweet. Yep, they 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 remade it and everything. They made Ar- they made Arnold Palmer half and half out of what they were given. <laughs> uh, but man, Don Granado though, uh, I love listening to this man talk. He is such a joy to listen to. You're right. Yeah, and just just the fact he had to suffer under Ralph Kruger and he had to sit there in meetings probably and listen to him and follow his mindset. He probably hated coming. To it's the a miracle he wasn't. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's a miracle he wasn't driven mad. It, it it shows how strong Don Granado's principles are that he was able to stick with his his philosophy throughout. Yeah, the good on him. Because with the with the kind of coach that he is, I can't imagine him agreeing much with the stuff that Ralph Kruger did. Yeah. Jeez, well, Certainly you know what? If Ralph Kruger did anything good, he brought. Don Granado, he brought his replacement into the organization. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. Although I bet it was Botterill who because the GM usually gets a pick and the coach gets a pick. And who was the other Bozo assistant coach that got fired when Kruger got fired? Steve Smith? Yeah, Steve Smith. Yeah, yeah he was definitely a Kruger pick, if I had to guess. So whoever brought in Don Granado, thank you. We appreciate it. We have a good coach now. And I, I'm going to go on a limb. I think Don Granado is going to get some Jack Adams love this year. This year? I think when those lists come out, I bet he's going to get at least a couple votes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can see him getting one or two votes, actually. Like, It'll end up going to uh, uh, like Daryl Sutter or something. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. But, it's usually like the, the surprise yeah, and that's usually how the Jack Adams goes. It goes mm-hmm. to the team who had like the best puck luck and best goaltending, yeah. and then the coach gets fired a couple years later. But like, yeah. he's done a great job. Like, like we were talking before, expectations going into the year, mm-hmm. unwatchable hockey. They're gonna come in the bottom two. It's gonna be mm-hmm. Buffalo and Arizona, vice versa. And we're talking about having the ninth pick. If I told you that the Sabres were going to have the eighth or ninth pick, their own pick was going to be eight or nine going into the season. You probably would have called me crazy. Yeah. I would have said, what the hell happened? Yeah. What happened? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, like you look at the standings, they don't have a crazy amount of points. Like, yeah, they have 73 points in 15, 16, they had 81. Mm 
Like, this isn't even their best season of the drought era, but they're getting there. Like, the of, I'm sure a vast majority of those points are coming post-Vegas game. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. playing at like a 100-point pace. Since yeah, then. yeah. For those who aren't aware, or didn't see the tweet. Uh, was it from Greg? Uh, Greg Vors? Greg Vors from yeah. Spectrum. The Sabers since that game, since the the Eichel game, if you will, uh, are thirteen six and three. Is that it? Does that sound right? Uh, I'm trying to find it. But anywho, since that game, they're on a one hundred eight point pace. Yeah, that's which is absolutely remarkable. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, yeah, 13, six and three since March 10th, 108 point season pace. Yeah. Uh, if you told me that before the season started, um, my jaw would be on the floor. Yeah. I don't know how they ended in the Ron Ralston takeover year, the lockout <laughs> year, but I would assume that this is the best way that they ended the season in the last 11 years right probably they tried probably to... since 2011 when they climbed from the depths of hell to make the playoffs yeah right because uh they they went on they almost went on another 2011-esque run in 2012 didn't they yeah in a locker they, were, they were close they picked mm-hmm. 12 so they were mm-hmm. around there um well, yeah, like there's a lot of positives here. Like they have cap space. If they want to make a trade, they can make a trade. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't make the big, huge trade until next off season though. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something that you hope that they get done this off season? What's... I know mine. If you want me to, if you want to like chew on that yeah. for a second. Yeah. You go I want them to sign Tage Thompson to a contract extension. Okay. He's Get not going to be, he's not going to want less than 2 million this time. But hypothetically, if the guy scores 40 goals again next year, he scores 45 next year. What are you paying him? Mm-hmm. We're talking like eight, nine million. Mm-hmm. Now, if he deserves it, yeah, I'd love to. But like there's, I can see both sides of the coin here. Hmm. Like you want to get ahead, give them six million, like a five-year deal, six million dollars. Like I do that, absolutely. But now there's going to be some people who are like, okay, what is this season for real from him? And are you going to hmm. give him six, seven million dollars, and he's going to be Tage Thompson of last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. So it's a risk, but if, and I'm sure, so the way Don Granado talks about him, they think that. He's just scratching the surface right now. Right. Don I hope I hope about get ahead here. I hope they get ahead here and sign Tage Thompson to a contract extension. Uh, I'm going to throw back to something we were talking about earlier in the show, and that's uh, use one of your your draft picks to bring in another guy, another uh, roster player, defenseman, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, I'll take anything, be it uh another forward, even. Um, but uh. Only Maybe not problem goalie. is with the forward, where do you put them? Because yeah. they have so many guys. Yeah. You're, you're going to have to trade someone. Olofsson's not going anywhere right now. Can you believe Olofsson hit 20 goals 
After, <laughs> I want to know what his pace is. He still has 20 goals, even though he was injured for so long and didn't score for like 30 games. Yeah, I, I want to know what his pace is since he started getting going again. Yeah, he, I don't know what game it was like exactly. A new player, like, even in the yeah. beginning of the season, he looked awesome. Then he got hurt, and then was a non-factor really. But he like playmaking, like he's scoring five on five. He's scoring on the power play from his spot. Like it, he looks really, really good. And his contract his is going to be back. interesting. His contract is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be in between the four four million dollar five million dollar range, something like that. But he's having that term. Tip- do they give him term? Do they go bridge deal? What do they do here? What he's, having do? The, the, he's having the typical uh, goal scorer season. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the streaky goal scorer mm-hmm. stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got to factor in. Uh, I mean, let's, get, let's say uh, those 30 games where he didn't score, he scores once every three games. That's an additional 10 goals. So you're yeah, talking, he was having, what, uh, three players over 30 goals? Right. So, and, you know, if Tuck played the whole year, he's probably scoring 22. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'll stick with it, I guess. I know it was a different uh, vibe earlier in the season, but uh, he was probably their best player early in the season, too. Yeah, I remember specifically the L- the, the very first L.A. game. He uh he had a really good game. He had a breakaway in that one. And I think it was soon after that. It might have even been that game, maybe, where uh he got injured. Yeah, that sounds familiar at least. <laughs> yeah, but uh no, he, yeah, I, I had forgotten actually about how, how strong he started the season. But um Yeah, it's easy to forget. It's a long season. It's a very it long season. It is. It's been for freaking six months now. Yeah. And this is like the longest season in like three years because it is like the playoffs. Know, there was a 40, well, 48 game season last year, 46, whatever it was last year. And then uh, there was only like a month missing in 2019, 2020. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a hot second. I enjoyed it. The playoffs starting in May is what are they going to wrap up July 1st? Yeah, late June because the, the Olympic break built in. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a later end. Mm-hmm. Draft in July is cool. Mm-hmm. Don't mind that at all. I'm, I again, I'm just really excited for the draft. Yeah. Three first round, like as a draft guy, the Sabres having three first round picks and a really good draft class is just mm-hmm. don't screw this up like they did in 2015. All I'm focused on right now is the playoffs. At yeah, this very moment, wanted, I know you wanted to do a, a yeah. Uh, well, let's just do um, unless you want to. Is there anything else that needs to be discussed? No, about? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, I I'll have a couple uh, hypothetical questions for you later on, but okay. Uh, right, yeah. Continue. I guess. Uh, who I want to know your your dark horses for the Stanley Cup this year. Dark horse. I think the Minnesota, I think I said this after the trade deadline. I think the Minnesota wild are a pretty solid dark horse pick. I think I'm going to have a bracket where they go all the way, go all the way. How about in the East? If you have one, um, I don't see anyone in the East winning except for Florida. Like if I'm being honest, I don't think the Rangers are good enough to get there. 
I don't see it in Pittsburgh. Carolina, maybe. Carolina, maybe. Washington's not going to get there. Bruins, I guess you could say, is a dark horse pick. They've finished pretty strong. I don't see Toronto getting past Boston in the first round. You can never count out Tampa. Uh, But, like, any team in the Central, I could see winning it. The top three, at least. Colorado could definitely win it. Minnesota, I could see. St. Louis is a good team. Dallas is not going to, like... Yeah, they're going to get... There's no way. Nashville without Saros, like... I don't really see that happening either. I uh, saw some kind of crazy stat. I think this is the first time in history where every team in one of the conferences, every playoff team has over 100 points, that being the, the Eastern Conference. It might have happened once before, but a long time ago. It's um, Well, the Eastern Conference, I think this has been wrapped up since like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like, it been hasn't even been close. The Islanders were like the only one out uh, that had a chance within like 15 points of the capitals. And yeah, it, 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 it was done by midway through the season. Uh, for me uh, in the West, you might think I'm crazy here, but, and I, I, I know think I know what you're going to say. I know they're missing their best defenseman, but uh, the Kings. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think you're going to say the Kings. Uh, they have, Two goalies. I know Jonathan Quick is old. He's up and down. Um, but I think that'll go a long way. It, their first series is winnable against the Oilers. That's been right. set in stone for weeks now. Oilers Kings. Um, so it's a winnable series. It's just, it's we it's crazy to think that one of those two teams is going to be in the second round. Like that's yeah. I. They need to go back to one through eight. Yeah, I know. They really this do. Would be, I don't like this. I don't know if it would work out this way, but this would be like the four five matchup. You know, I love the four five matchup. Yeah. This is like the two teams that are are kind of even. I mean, I think LA is a better team. Uh, I know Edmonton has the two top five players in the world, uh, but um, again, the the issue of the the rest of their lineup comes up but the kings they uh cal peterson i i really like him uh maybe it's because when whenever he plays the sabers he owns us right uh but i don't know something about that team they have the veteran leadership uh dustin brown's last hurrah he's retired that's right his dustin's last last dance uh and then in the east i really uh i i like pittsburgh more so than other years i mm-hmm. i don't think you can ever count out pittsburgh um, what do you think they're going to do with Latang and Malkin? Do you think they're both going to be back? I think so. I think they're going to ride you the, think, uh, the right? train, if you will, uh, as long as they can. Latang, uh, I, I remember seeing reports earlier in the season that he might have been unhappy with the offers, maybe, or maybe the, the, the Penguins didn't want to pay him what he's asking for. Uh, so he might be the more likely. Going of, back uh, the to the two. Vegas discussion from earlier, how they go big game hunting mm-hmm. all the time. I heard a rumor that uh, Vegas tried to trade Marc-Andre Fleury for Crystal Tan. Wow. That would have been, (laughs) that would have been something. Uh, But the Penguins, again, that's my, that's my, that's just my dark horse. Uh, I think Fleury's going back to Pittsburgh too. Yeah. He's going to play next year. We know that. We know that much. Um, Play one more year. Smith is going to be a free agent. mm -hmm. So maybe Fleury goes back and a, cheap deal they bring the band back together flurry Latang, yeah. malkin crosby everyone's back 
Go for it one more time. Love a good one more run kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give All right, one, let's go through swing. the playoff matchups. Um, Let me bring it up. A little bracketology, if you will. We won't yeah. go through the whole bracket, but... Okay, so I believe it's going to be Florida and Washington. That seems pretty set in stone. It looks like the whole Easter... Oh, actually, Boston could still pass Tampa Bay. Potentially. Um, Carolina right. has played all 82 games. But yeah, that's the that looks like the only series. It'll be either Toronto versus Tampa or Toronto versus Boston. So good luck to them. Uh, well, Toronto <laughs> will be... They will have home ice advantage. Right. Let's give them that. Uh, but, of course, the Raptors were just eliminated yesterday, so uh, there shouldn't be any scheduling conflicts at, conflicts at uh, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, that series, I am hoping for Toronto and Tampa because it'll be a, a goal-scoring bonanza. <laughs> I, I, I need this series to happen. I think I've been rooting for it uh, all season long because Boston and Tampa kind of been uh, swapping spots uh, throughout the year. But uh, I don't know. Boston, Toronto, this isn't sexy to me anymore. It would be interesting to see Boston, Toronto again to see if Toronto could finally get over the hump. But something new is cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um. Florida, Washington. I mean, thanks for coming to Washington, but I just do not sweep potential here. Yeah, that's a that's a sweeper, a five gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina, Boston, or Carolina, Tampa. If I'm Carolina, I I definitely want Boston. <laughs> uh, that's a series, though. I mean, toss Carolina, up. Tampa could be like a conference final matchup. Like that's another yeah. flaw of this ridiculous system. Hey, I so so it could be Florida versus Pittsburgh though. Which oh, I think yeah. is, a, is a tougher matchup. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize Washington could pass Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh they both have a game left and that's how it is with Boston. So the wild card could completely change between now and when the right. playoffs start. You yeah, can so see two East, brand new teams is not there. as locked up as we thought. Then it'll be Rangers Capitals, which is a much more competitive series uh, yeah. than I think Florida Washington would be. But yeah, the East. I mean, it's the same old teams that you see before, minus the Islanders. Uh, the Rangers take that spot now. It'd be nice to see some shake up next year. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think maybe the Sabers want to be the team that crashes the party. Uh, maybe the Islanders get back in Detroit. I could see them sneaking back in. I don't see anyone else though. Montreal. No Philly. No devils. If they get a goalie and maybe they sign Johnny hockey, but mm-hmm. I don't see it. Blue jackets. You can never count them out. Do the capitals crash and burn the penguins crash and burn. Who knows? Do the Rangers take a step back? If they If they're not getting elite goaltending the whole year, who knows? But, Hopefully there's some opportunity for the Sabres again, and hopefully it's not done by Christmas, mm-hmm. even if they are having a decent season. All right, let's look at the West. It looks like it's going to be Colorado, Dallas. Oh, well, could either Colorado, Dallas, Colorado, Nashville. 
Well, well Nationals without UC Saros for yeah, Colorado's walking that series no matter what. No matter Colorado, who they face. Colorado may as well receive a first round bye, in my opinion. Uh let's see here. Minnesota St. Louis is gonna happen. This is gonna go to seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be a tough series. Classic, I can see either team winning this. Classic Midwest rivalry. Can't wait to see that one. Uh they've met a few times recently in the playoffs. So uh I don't know. It just seems it's such a natural rivalry. I think they're old uh Norris division enemies as well. Minnesota mm-hmm. and St. Louis, I think. Uh I might have the division wrong, if anything. Maybe it was the Smythe. Uh, Big uh, shame here, though. We're not going to see the Battle of Alberta in the first round. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know how it could shape out. That would be one other reason to root for Edmonton. Right. It would be to... Um, well, yeah, that. love seeing the best players win the Cup, too, or go far. That's right. Like seeing McDavid get bounced in the first round. McDavid and Dryside will get bounced in the first round. That's unfortunate. How about this? You ready for this stat? Now brace yourself here. You're going to feel old. Uh, it has been 10 years since the Kings and Coyotes played in the Western Conference Final. The goalies in that series, Jonathan Quick and Mike Smith. 10 years no later. 10 years later. <laughs> it's again, Jonathan Quick versus Mike Smith. Though in wow. the playoffs. Is Smith healthy? No. Yeah, and he's been playing okay. pretty good from what I know. Uh, how about Edmonton two wins away from 50? Just Dude, they shy. were like dead in the water. Like before Evander Kane got there, like yeah. they were, they looked like they were done. I know nobody knew if they were gonna be able to climb Jay out Woodcroft of the hole they were in. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, you uh, look at Vancouver, like if you want to talk about advocating firing your coach when it feels right, uh-huh. Vancouver probably makes it if they fire, uh, Travis Green like a month earlier instead of mulling it over for three four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like they were they came pretty close. Oh, wow, Dallas. The biggest the biggest letdown here is Vegas is so far out of the race that we can't say oh, oh if Vegas would have beaten Buffalo, yeah, would have made the playoffs. Yeah, we can't say that we eliminated them. Uh in some kind of roundabout way. Uh, Dallas, the only team in the playoffs with a negative goal differential. Negative Holy 10. Smokes. <laughs> By far the worst, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, L- LA has a plus three. That's not great. That's not great either. But... <clears throat> Got to maintain hope that my uh, my bet hits, though. So I can't trash them too bad. Uh, I haven't been doing any sports betting ever since the Super Bowl. I crashed and burned, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah, don't take that as I'm some kind of delinquent. A couple weeks ago, just in the heat of the moment, I put five bucks down. I'm like, other than that, sports betting, I'm like, screw it. I'm not. (laughs) I'm an old man when it comes to that. Not doing it. Not going to be a filthy degenerate. Is there a team you're hoping for? I think I kind of hope Florida. Florida wins it, so Joe Thornton and Sam Reinhardt get the cup. Right. They would be the feel-good stories. Uh, Edmonton, I think, would be really cool. Uh, Maybe Calgary. Calgary, I think, 
they're always a, they're always a mystery to me though. No matter where they are in the playoffs, they're always a wild card to me because you never know what the results going to be. Uh, will they show up? And you know what? Always, I'll always root for this team, Washington. Put together a run, damn it! Yeah, do it again. I want to. I want to. No, no, but whatever. A man can hope. Yeah, even I don't really care about the Florida pick. Like it's going to be twenty-eight to thirty-two, anyways. Like I, Joe Thornton deserves a Stanley Cup. I hope he gets he it. And Sam Reinhart too. Like it'd be bittersweet to see him get it. Oh, let's look at like former Sabers who are in here. Florida, they got Reinhart, Montour, Robert Hag. Uh, Jonas Johansson, if he ever makes the lineup, did Toronto have any former Sabres? I don't think so. Mm, Wayne Simmons. Oh, yeah, Wayne Simmons. Yeah. I forgot yeah. he had a cup of coffee here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa has Bogosian, I think. Yeah, Bogosian's still there. Carolina, don't the Leafs technically have Carter Hutton? Oh, yeah, they do. Technically, mm-hmm. Carolina, I don't think, has any former Sabres. The Rangers, I don't think they have any former Sabres. Pittsburgh, Evan Rodriguez. Big fan, analytic darling. Bruins, they've got uh, Allmark, obviously. Mm-hmm. Capitals, Connor Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado, former Sabre prospect, JT Comfer. Uh, Minnesota, I don't think there's any former Sabres. St. Louis. Do they got- still Marcus Foligno? Oh, yeah, Marcus. How could I forget? Moose Monday himself. Uh, St. Louis has Scandella and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. How could you forget those guys? Calgary, Nikita Zadorov. Edmonton, mm-hmm. Zach Cassian. I think that's it. And the Kings. I don't think the Oh, Cal Peterson, if, you, if that matters for anything. So some... Oh, we also we got Nashville and Dallas. I don't think there's any former Sabres on those teams, right? I don't think so. So mm. there's always some like interest in oh, let's go watch these Scott Wedgwood. Oh Dallas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Scott Wedgwood. Yep. All That's black gear, six setup. Yeah, so there's always the interest in former Sabres who are mm. making it. Uh good to see like Reinhardt making his playoff debut as well. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Also, 30 goals from Sam Reinhardt. Oh, yeah. It would have been nice if they held on to him. I really wish they did. But if they did, does Tage Thompson have even half the season that he did? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Maybe he has more. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think he goes to center. That's the thing. It, also, Casey Middlestat getting injured at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, if that never happens, like, do they ever put thompson at center who knows they, pro- they probably do but interesting things to think about like mm-hmm. how things unfold yeah uh yeah i don't know may 2nd may 2nd first day can't wait playoff hockey on the beach that's what i'm gonna be doing or staying up late while everyone else is asleep I'm going to try and watch past the first round this year. Oh, I usually I am pretty good about watching the first round, but after that, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Maybe it's like my brackets are all busted. Brackets at are that busted. Point. Yeah. Or it gets 
I think the lack of games too makes it um you know the lack yeah, of teams. Like there's, there's it's so much more interesting. Night. Yeah, when there's sixteen teams duking it out every night. But yeah. Are the games on like the actual ESPN channel for playoffs? I'm pretty well or is it gonna be on ESPN question. plus? I know I saw a commercial where it said ESPN. I'm like, oh, it's actually gonna be on that's a good question channel because the NBA playoffs are going on and well, they're, T- I don't uh, know. TNT is going to have games. I'm sure. Yeah, they'll have games. So will, I mean, NHL will have games in there too. I mean, it's like the two league, the two networks share the leagues. It's uh, I don't know, but TNT is more networks to spread it out across that. Right, I like hope we ABC don't see can get some games too. I think true TV. We're not going to see <laughs> games on the golf channel anymore. Yeah. Remember that? That's right. Man. Um, yeah, so playoffs are coming. Draft lottery is coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as this podcast goes, I, we're going to try and do the animal draft soon. Yeah, we'll try. The, the Sabres content is going to dry up very quickly. We'll probably do like a draft lottery. Hopefully we can get into edition. the studio for the, the uh, animal draft. But remember... The microphones don't work, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I wouldn't hold our breath that we'll be back in the Charging Buffalo studio anytime soon. Mm. But the good thing about Zoom, we can we can have as many guests on. That's the true. Draft. It's much so, easier. All it's like, yeah, it's easy to have guests. On. Yeah, we're gonna try. We're gonna try. Um, for maybe post draft lottery edition, we'll have our good friend Curtis on. We'll I'll reach out to him see if he can give us some insight on maybe a little draft preview. Uh-huh. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll figure something out. But we'll have content. Yeah. Animal draft. We're going to do another Jersey draft. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? If you have any suggestions as well, by all means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that a couple years ago, I was like going through all of our old episodes and trying to find like best of clips. But at this mm-hmm. point we have, been doing this for like five yeah. years at this point so it might be tough to i'm not going through 126 I'm not hours i'm, I'm not doing i'm it. definitely not doing that but... not doing it <laughs> maybe if one of our listeners i don't know if you have tons of free time on your hands i, don't know. I ain't doing it <laughs> <sighs> okay i was gonna present you with some hypotheticals before mm-hmm. we sign off and we also have a question uh from mike Mm-hmm. Our good friend of the show always submits a question, even when we don't ask. So that's always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, some like superlatives. How about that? Okay, uh, Sabres MVP. Who would you give it to for this? Oh, oh, uh, Tate Thompson. Yeah, I'd probably go Thompson too. Yeah, Dali. Mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, most underwhelming Sabres. Most underwhelming. Uh, I'm going to go with Casey Middlestat. Oh, man. See, with how much I clown on him, it's almost really hard not to go with him. Um, And it's not all his fault. He got injured. Right. But underwhelming, to say the yeah. least. Uh, I'll throw out a different one uh, just to be different. Just be, you know, just thinking about last year uh Anders Bjork I was going to say if I could have another one I would say Anders Bjork yeah 
for sure. Um, most improved, but not Tage Thompson. He does not qualify for this. Okay. Uh, ooh, well. Does Rasmus Stalin qualify? I would say so. That's who I was going to say. I feel like I got to say him. Uh, most likely to not be brought back. Oh. And I'm not talking like Vinny Hinnestros or John Hayden, someone who is yeah. like under contract who is going to go. Hmm. How about uh, uh, Bryson? Would he oh, count? Okay, that's a good one. I was going to say middle stat. I think he's oh God man out. I do think a middle stat trade is 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 pending. I think it's on What's the horizon. His value though, that's the real question. That's the real question. Are they getting like a second round pick for him? I think they're not getting a first. Right. Unless some team is like really high on him. But like Leas Anderson got a second and a third a couple of years ago, and he's not even anywhere near the player Casey Middlestad is. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But hopefully it's for Travis Konecki. Mm-hmm. You've been listening through the whole time. Um, A free agent that you would love to have in. I know your answer already, but I'm going to let you say hey, it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to skip it. I'm going to What one do you think I was going to say? I think you're going to say Philip Forsberg. I was going to say that, but I want to go with a different one. Okay. I'm going to go with a goalie. All right. I want Braden Holpe. Braden Holpe. I think yeah. Holpe, he'd be like, you can give him a two-year deal. He can mm-hmm. be the stopgap guy. He's mm-hmm. okay. Like, mm-hmm. I would take Braden Holpe. I'm yeah. going to say Billy Huso. I think he'd be. Okay. Yeah, a yeah. great addition. He's on the list, you know, but um, I hope they can pull it off. But I think Holpe, Holpe, I think would blend into the room really well. Yeah, he's a guy who's won a cup. Like yeah, he's he's better around, a good veteran presence. Like they're gonna have to, like you're losing Pesic more likely than not. You're probably, I would guess that Anderson is gonna go. Like you're gonna be losing some veteran presence. So I think it's important that they try and bring a couple guys back of mm-hmm. uh, trade target. Number one, trade target. You're you put your GM hat on. You can trade for one guy. Who would it be? Oh, put my old GM hat. Uh, oh, boy. Unrealistic. Uh, Alex, the brinket realistic. Okay. I was connecting you. Mm. I'm be biting my fingers. Also, I I like Red Redco Gudis's name has been brought up a lot, and I think mm. he'd be a perfect fit to be added to play with power. Mm. Uh, that's another name. How about a different one? How about a how about Brock Besser? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. His contract situ- situation is. Mm-hmm. Gonna make it very interesting, but I bet he could be had for yeah a semi reasonable price. And he Maybe he's a middle stat too. guy. I don't know. Middle stat for Besser with some more with some yeah oh, something something along some those seasoning. lines. Yeah. I would. Do, I mean, he's good. He's a great goal scorer. But do you want to pay him seven million? That's the thing. Right. <clears throat> That's tough. Yeah. But he fits in the age group. Mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd take him. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how closely you keep up with the draft. Do you keep up with the draft at all? I was going to say like a prospect that you would love to oh. see them draft. 
I wouldn't know who would be available at nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Frank Nazar. Okay. Center. For I know the, the name. U.S. National Team Development Program. That'd be yeah. a name that I would love to have. Also, Cutter Gauthier, a good mm-hmm. power forward scorer. I would love to add him to the mix too. Or Rutger McGrady. Rutger McGrady. That's He's good. a beautiful player. All of them. All of them are great. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any? I, I'm out of ideas for. No. These. I'm spent. Questions. All right, so we, we did get a couple questions sent in. Uh, Mike prefaces this by saying this is just for fun. It's the 2023 draft night. Connor Bedard, Matt Vimichkov, Adam Fantilli, this draft. Tage Thompson is coming off of a 40-goal season. Basically two in a row. Sabres missed the playoffs, and they are picking 14th overall. The Arizona Coyotes call and say they want Tage Thompson and pick 14 for the number one pick in the draft. Do you do it? I think I would. I think, yeah, I would absolutely yeah. do it. But the, you know, the Coyotes, I don't know if their end game is to end up with Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. I imagine it is in this rebuild. I don't think they would trade that pick for anything. But, oh, yeah, I would give up a proven 38-plus goal scorer two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Plus a first round pick for a franchise altering talent in Connor Bedard. I would do it. Like it'd be I'd, a fat L for Arizona. Yeah, they'd be moronic to do that. Oh, let's alter it a little bit. Would you trade Jack Quinn, who's coming off of a 25 goal rookie season, mm. Paige Thompson? And of the 14th overall pick and their 2024 first round pick for the first overall pick. It, I think, yeah, if Bedard is going to be as good as they say he is, then yes. I'd probably do it too. Yeah. That's, that's tough to give up all those assets, but right. that's, yeah, good, good hypothetical there, Mike. We appreciate it. And Tim Drake, fan of the show. Submits a question as well. If we are in fact getting the goat head jersey next year, do we get a newer version of the slug soon? What do you guys think? I hope so. I think it's time for a comeback. I think so. I I feel like the the slug is a uh, reverse retro candidate. I've heard some way that I've I've seen some mock ups a white slug reverse retro with a royal blue twist. Yeah, I would love that. I would get it. Absolutely. I've heard about that. Uh, I think got to have the be... slug font though. That's mm-hmm. key. You got to have the same font. Oh, they will. If they kept it for the 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 butter knives one, then right. I think it's a safe bet that they would. Man, they royal blue, the goat head, and the slug all in one year. Oh boy, take my money. Fiftieth anniversary came a few seasons too early. <laughs> it really did. Mm-hmm. It really did. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you got anything else you want to touch on before we sign off here? No, I got to go celebrate my grandma's birthday soon. All right. Happy yeah. birthday to oh, your yes. grandma. I'll, I'll pass along to her. <laughs> Give her our best. Yes. Um, from, yeah. from the Charge Buffalo podcast. If you <laughs> enjoyed, let us know. Uh, we're, we'll probably do a draft lottery edition 
podcasts. Mm-hmm. We'll probably we'll try to get some in the off in the playoff playoff season. I guess you could say uh, there will be lots of content in the early stages of the off season as well, and we're gonna do some drafts and whatnot. The animal draft is coming, folks. It's coming in hot. I've been thinking who I want with my pick. We're going to try and get at least two more people in here for the animal draft. I'm thinking of outside the box uh, picks, you know, like uh, where does a, uh, a, a javelina uh, rank or a javelin, <laughs> whatever they're called. Um, I don't know. Do, do really, this comes from the same uh, genus. Is it? I don't know. The, this is from the same kind of grouping, I think, but a pig, where's a pig. <laughs> oh, How- no, we were talking about, I remember when I worked at Geico, the yeah. story that I told, I was on the phone with someone in New Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Javelina. Hit, uh, yeah, yeah, she hit the Javelina. Yeah. And it totaled her car. <laughs> it was like tanks. Did it survive? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Well, uh, this is like the day they... before I quit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is one thing to consider. I mean, it's like, you know, you have the, the four defensemen, the Javelina, right? Perhaps. Well, I mean, maybe a power forward also, you know, right. there, there What's is the speed element there. There is the set of power mm. forwards. Then when you break down power forwards, there's different types. There's the aggressive types that maybe run their opponents. Uh, there's the other types that maybe stand in front of the, the net on the power play. Uh, they take up space that that could be the comparison between a boar, for example, <laughs> and a Javelina. And you think of like a pig. Or a hog. Think of a hog. For the, as... for the folks who are new here and don't yeah. know what we're talking about, uh, we're going to draft a 23 animal roster yes. and make lines, give them positions as if it was a hockey team. Draft animals. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for it. It's <laughs> like, going to be interesting because we're talking like if we have four people drafting here four times 23 we're talking 92 animals like we're gonna have to have a list here you're you're gonna have to do your homework coming into this here yeah i yeah you're gonna have to have a long list a laundry list uh uh how about like you think of a tarantula right tiny but intimidating (laughs) i mean tiny comparison uh but speed speedful they have bite to their game, literally. Uh, also, they have lots of legs. They have arms. lots of legs. That's right. So uh, that could make skating difficult, though. Yeah, but could it? Lots of sticks. That's right. Lots of sticks. Like That's it's eight stuff times, like this. Eight stuff times like this. regular amount of sticks. What you got to think about. Oh my god. Uh, what word? Wait, what word did I just use there? That I, uh speedful is speedful a word <laughs> i just i just made a word speedful, speedful. <laughs> i love it well if if there are any local uh, buffalo folks sabers twitter personalities that either want to be on the animal draft or uh you would like to hear on the animal draft <laughs> let us know is a word i'm sorry <laughs> I, I had to interrupt i'm sorry yeah, so we're we're very excited. We've been talking about this for months at this point, and we just haven't had time to do it. But now that we've been booted from the studio that we brought up from the ground up, essentially, yeah. uh, our stickers on the window, our yeah, our, our logo, Charging Buffalo stickers on the window of the studio, and now 
were no longer Rich. allowed in, as it seems. Because some delinquents stole $5,000 yep. worth of equipment, but yep. we're not bitter at all, as you no. can tell. Not at all. Not, not at all. No, we're fine. we're fine. All right. Yeah. Well, I believe we have run out of things to talk about. Yep. <laughs> I think that's all. Yeah. So thanks for pairing with us. I'm going through a little bit of an allergy yeah, I'm right now. Right now. But. It's just my posture. I tried to power through. I had to mute myself several times to blow my nose and sneeze. Mm -hmm. Only one sneeze made it through because I was talking. But Mm. yeah, hope you enjoyed. Let us know. And we'll see you in the next one.